Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Friday, October 8th. U.S. equity futures are trading in the red, so you have S&P futures down about seven and a half points. That's about 17 basis points. The Dow futures are off about 43 points. That's about 12 basis points. The Nasdaq futures are down about 40 points. That's about 26 basis points. So down about 15 to 25 basis points for U.S. equity futures. The major European indices are trading off about 30 to 45 basis points. You're seeing strong outperformance in autos and energy. Basic resources and banks are trading flat to up small. You're seeing underperformance in tech in Europe, along with consumer staples, chemicals, and a couple of other sectors. Asia generally ended higher across the board. Mainland China reopened for the first time in a week. It's been closed for a holiday, so the Shanghai Comp ended up 67 basis points. Hang Seng finished up 55 basis points. Japan was up over a percent. Taiwan and Korea finished mildly in the red. So a couple moving pieces this morning to go through. On the U.S. front in Washington, the Senate agreed to pass a bill um, that that will extend the debt ceiling deadline by about two months. So the new deadline is approximately December 3rd, although there may be some actions that the Treasury can take in the coming months to kind of extend that a little bit. But that date of December 3rd is also the date that government funding expires. So there's just they pushed a lot of dates, deadlines out into the month of December, which means that this is going to stay a market overhang. If they were to have agreed on a kind of permanent solution for the debt ceiling or one that addressed it for the next couple of years... Um, you know, you could be setting the stage for a year-end rally, but the fact that they pushed so much, dev- so many deadlines out into December um, suggests that there is going to be an overhang on the market. In which case, I think um, even more than before that the rally is kind of this latest phase of the rally, which is um, you know again only a couple of days old, is probably nearing its end stages. There may be another approximately 100 points in the S and P, but probably not that much. Which means that people should start to think about fading this rather than chasing it. Um, The final vote um, was 61 senators in favor, which means there were 11 Republicans that crossed the aisle and and provided their support to get this over the uh, 60 vote, the filibuster threshold. Schumer made a speech afterwards that did not help ease tensions at all. So I think the bottom line on all this is that McConnell won't cave again. Democrats still have to figure out a simple majority solution to addressing the debt ceiling in December um, and times of the essence still because those solutions are going to take some time to sort out. Um, So that's what's occurring in Washington. On the tax front, so the OECD is going to announce today an agreement on on setting a global minimum tax for companies. Ireland has essentially agreed to increase its rate from 12.5% to 15%. This is still in the very early stages. Nothing's going to happen imminently. Um, and then whatever the OEC agrees to has to then go past all the various different countries. It is extremely unlikely to pass in the U.S. Um, you know, so I don't think that this tax, the tax headlines from uh, the OECD are are a imminent negative, um, but they certainly aren't going to help sentiment. These started the news started crossing the tape yesterday in the U.S., which is one of the reasons why you saw U.S. stocks, um, you know, suffer a little bit of a pullback into the close. But that's just one other factor to keep in mind. Um, Democrats now presumably for the next two months are going to be focusing on figuring out the details of the reconciliation bill. You know, it looks like the price tag is going to be around $2 trillion. Um, it, and, and it will, you know, it will contain some tax increases, including on the corporate front up to 25%. 
um, as well as on the individual front. And as they attempt to kind of pair the price tag, you may see the salt deduction, which looked like it was going to get brought back in full, um, either not get brought back or get brought back in partial basis um, or get brought back with some aggressive means testing. Um, mainland China, a lot of news out of mainland China today. So again, the, the country, the mainland markets reopened for the first time in a week. They saw mild gains. Some of the preliminary travel figures out of China for the last week in the national day holiday were a little bit underwhelming, although I don't think people really expected them to be particularly strong. The PBOC remains disciplined and conservative on liquidity. So they withdrew some of the, a lot of liquidity this morning that they had been injecting before the holiday. Um, you know, I think there's still a lot of anticipation that you could see a triple R cut soon, uh, but obviously there's been no action uh, thus far on that front. The government ordered um, a massive increase in coal supplies, which is a near-term positive in that it can help relieve some of the power shortages. Obviously not um, great environmental decision over the long term, um, but the news isn't really preventing Brent prices from from climbing higher. So Brent is up uh, over a percent this morning, continues to march higher. You did see that kind of brief pullback in energy prices earlier in the week when Putin came out and made comments about helping address um, the European gas crisis and when the White House made some remarks about the strategic petroleum reserve. But they're now back on the rise. That is helping push yields up again. So treasuries are in the red. Yields are up. Yields are up globally. Um, and again, that to me is one of the bigger risks for the market. And it's one of the main reasons why uh, I am cautious on tech. I think higher yields are going to undercut equity multiples, especially the elevated multiple sectors like tech. Within technology, AAC Technologies, which is a, a supplier of acoustic components to smartphones, including uh, the iPhone, issued a profit warning. That stock fell 10% in Hong Kong. Um, I would just caution that a lot of the wires are talking up its relationship to Apple. They're calling it the Apple Apple supplier AAC technologies, suggesting that Apple was the driver of the miss. I don't think that's the case at all. If you read what they talk about in their press release, it does not really mention Apple. It mentions um, mainland China demand um, from Chinese OEMs along with FX. So I definitely think tech could be um, for sale today, just given what's happening with yields, given that tech's had a pretty healthy rebound rally in the last couple of days. Um, but I don't think AAC Technologies is necessarily a, a huge data point that can be extrapolated to the entire handset industry, especially Apple. Samsung's preliminary Q3 profit and revenue fell a tiny bit below expectations. Um, you know, they really only give out two numbers, so it's very hard to get a, a firm read on the quarter. You're going to get the details when they formally report in a couple of weeks. Um, in China, on the regulatory front with tech, so Mechuan, M-E-I-T-U-A-N, um, which is a major um, uh, delivery company in China, was hit with a $535 million fine from the government today. It's actually about half of what had been mentioned in the press back in August. So the, the prior report suggested the fine could be as much as a billion. So the fine's essentially half that much. Um, which I think could be considered a positive for some of the larger cap China internet companies like an Alibaba, Tencent, et cetera, just from a sentiment perspective, the fact that the fine was not nearly as bad as expected. Um, so those are all the major themes and trends for this morning. There's a lot of other news out. I have everything in the piece today. Um, the big focus for today will be the jobs report. I put out a, a pretty large preview yesterday. There's a link to that preview in the piece today. Um, I also published yesterday the latest vital talking points. And then the latest vital catalyst watch looking into next week, 
Um, so next week, you can have the start of Q3 earnings. Banks will dominate next week. You have a couple of other companies that are going to be reporting as well. You have uh, a bunch of Chinese economic numbers. You have U.S. inflation. You have the Fed minutes all next week. We could be hearing an announcement on um, on Powell, whether or not Biden will keep him as chairman. That announcement is supposed to, it's expected to come before the next Fed meeting, which is in early November. Um, so we're kind of now in the in the phase in the in the period of time when that announcement could have to tape so that that will be getting um, a lot more focus i continue to think he will keep his job but there's definitely some risk around that um and that is everything for today friday october 8th thank you for listening